the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Where are the dogs? Okay, first of all, that's the first thing I want to know. Last time uh, Giannis was here, there was a full-on Michael Vick uh, would have been proud of the dog fight. Level. You say problem, I go where are the dogs? <laughs> um, I just basically um, took this is root spray. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm basically I'm essentially in blackface right now. I like now. it. Yeah. So I tried to get Might my. Might as well finish it. I, <laughs> I just got this brown root spray. I'm really pushing it. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get because like I have these hair extensions in now, and when you I put my hair up, you can kind of see my scalp, and it kind of has got some chemo energy. So I <laughs> use this to spray. Hold on. Yeah, it just looks like you have a strong hairline now. But look, now it looks like I. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> got it. Hold on. Now I just look like. Can I tag on your head? Coal miner. Huh? <laughs> looks like you're yeah graffiti. There yeah. we go. Okay, can you see it right there though? Yeah, it's a, but yeah, I mean uh, you know I think on camera they we won't pick up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Girls got to go through so much. What do you, I never have to spray my head. I have to be honest with you. I feel like guys in there. You have a good hairline though. Luckily, you're lucky. Yeah. Is it genetic? I think well. Yeah, I didn't choose it. Yeah, I think so. Because I feel like guys with the receding hairline thing, it, I feel like women's insecurities are like the things we're socially constructed that are, are whatever. There's probably a biological basis too for what makes us attractive. At least those things we can kind of control, right? Is if it okay if I kill this bug or is that no. one of your pets? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. That's my head lice. Hold oh, on. Okay. Ant? Yeah. Kill this ant. He's just lost. You got a Christmas collar on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Come here, bud. Here, let's just give him a little thing. Here, bud. Here, just give him a lollipop. Buddy, you got a new home here. now. Here you go, bud. Here you go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Give him a little lollipop. Yeah. I know. I have I'll a little bit them. of an ant problem in the house, and it's getting out of control. But where else are they going to go? I mean, they need somewhere to go. Yeah. I mean, they, they smell the food and they come in. I've started putting apple butter outside in a bowl, so they just have a place to go i feel like when you you get it to a point where you have like more than three or four animals in your house and one of them's a pig yeah that there's gonna be uh, the, the the answer gonna be like i think there's like food around yeah <laughs> like there he is look he's a, he's a nice little i man. think answer look at that aren't yeah. they cool and the way that they can communicate with each other and get in line in is fascinating to watch yeah you know, I don't want to get rid of them because I love seeing. Uh, I figured as much. The only downside to seeing an ant is that for five days in your head is she wakes up in the morning. You don't remember that song? Bing. No. Bing, bing, Do you bing. know it? <laughs> Dave Matthews. Oh, I only oh. know satellite and in my eyes. That's the only like one. A that was your hump satellite. song. in my eyes. That was college for me. I'm giving myself away. But That's that was a little college. bit of a bummer because I think there's a hike up your skirt a little more. Oh, that was a good one too. There's like a little girl. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple songs. There's like a the the. He's like a real white 
college act. Hundred everyone yeah. that was going to see him when I was going to see him, we had the the white yarn braided bracelet. Yeah. And the shell necklace. Yeah. He's a real Virginia kind of Yep. It was like sort of great Grateful Dead, Virginia Beach, preppy, but yeah. Yeah. I love we I mean I loved I love Dave Matthews band. Dave Matthews band is great. Speaking of a bad hairline, he he struggled. He does. He have, had that yeah. baby bird hairline. He did have that. You got yeah. You got to just shave it down. That's it. So when you don't want to get like the little Epstein Island thing. What are your <laughs> options in terms of if a guy's hair starts receding? What are your options as a man? Because as a woman, if you're too short, you can wear heels. If you don't like your calves, you, if you don't have good hair, you can get extensions. If you don't like your eyelashes, you can put them on. What I will say is, as much as you were saying earlier, it sucks being a girl. Usually, it's socially acceptable for us to glue the thing on that we need. <laughs> you guys really do walk around like you're at intermission of a play. No, we 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 literally can just Mr. Potato Head <laughs> yeah. anything to our face, and no one asks any questions. Have you seen those videos now where like uh, the the woman looks like a really different way? I'm trying to be very nice about it, like contouring. Their face? And then like they, they show like the before and afters. It's like a big thing on TikTok now mm -hmm. where like they take out their teeth and then they you know, they have no teeth. There's one girl who has no teeth. Okay. She puts teeth in. I bet she kills on OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, she's not an, a traditionally attractive woman. I'll say it that way. And then she puts the makeup on and she's like stunning. It is Women can do that. It is shocking to me. That there is a fine line between blackface and contouring because when you contouring is when you see girls will basically draw these like brown zebra stripes on their white skin and then blend it and then they just have completely different features. Right. Completely yeah. different face. Like um, uh, Lucille Ball apparently used to take a magic marker and just draw her jawline. Wow. And because of the way the lighting was in the black and white, it made it look like she had like a snatch. So it was like archaic uh, contouring. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like the CD. Clown of, makeup. Yeah. But anything that we are lacking, usually we can just Elmer's glue, rubber cement that shit, and no one asks any questions. I feel, yeah, I feel like, yeah. I feel like if a woman has nice eyes, it doesn't matter. It, oh, that is that Femininity's the, all here. Like is you, it? Even in like animals, you can see, you can tell like a female animal, they just have like a... It's like fe eye femininities and eyes. Huh, that yeah. lashes and... Uh, yeah, there's like masculine eyes and feminine eyes, don't you think? Yes. I don't know if it's even just it's the lashes are part of it, but there is like some femininity locked in the eyes. I like that too. Let me ask you though. This or is in my, my case, I. This is my. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite things to ask men. What is the thing called that women put along their eye lash line? How would you think that there's like a zero percent chance I can answer that? I, like the thing that I want you a baseball? You're, you're, I have no <laughs> a tiger. No, when a girl has a little tool, a cosmetic tool, yeah. I, I just want to know how hard you've tried to go out of your way to not learn the things in your wife's bathroom that she uses every day. It's right in front of you and you've actively gone, I don't want to learn about that. I know everything about Hitler, but I don't want to know anything about it's true, what yeah. my wife has in her purse right yeah, now. Yeah, and I don't know everything about Hitler because I'm like, following it. You probably knew For how he filled reason. in his mustache, right. but now how she fills in her eyebrows. Right. So right. what is this is tool? Funny, yeah. Here to here. Eye, eyelid. An eyelash brush? 
That's a good guess, though. If this was Family Feud, I'm going survey says two people said that. Okay, so it's a thing that goes along the eyelash line. Um, I a sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> David have, Spade said Sharpie. Sharpie. So I just love, okay, eyelash line. Um, eyeliner. Eyeliner brush. Have you heard of eyeliner? I know eyeliner. It's just called eyeliner. It's called eyeliner. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then what about now, the Now, if thing? I came in here and nailed it, would you be like, I think he, I think he's hiding the fact that he's a gay guy. <laughs> if I came in here, I was like, eyeliner. <laughs> brush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I just love, there's so few straight guys in LA that are really straight. I just love talking to them. It's like yeah. an extinct species. <laughs> um, okay, so the thing that, what goes on this part of the eye? Um, blush. <laughs> <laughs> no? What? Eye makeup. Eyeshadow. Eyeshadow. Yes. But I thought that goes underneath. You're like, I thought that was a bruise. Yeah, I thought that's what, they, well, that's what you put over when you, when you discipline your wife. She puts it over it. <laughs> That's, um, <laughs> you know. And then what about the here on the cheeks? What goes there? Okay. Th I, okay. That is. Um, a backhand? <laughs> yeah, fist. <laughs> um, that is called. Um, that's blush. That's blush. That's blush. Yes. That's a lot blush. of times guys say rouge. Rouge. Which is hilarious. Because that's like old school. Like one time I was talking to um, David Spade about this girl that he was dating. He went to a girl's place. This was ages ago. But she came out and he's like, she came out on her second date in a teddy. That for you him. You don't even know how funny. A yeah. teddy is like what? It's like calling a woman that's an assistant a secretary today. Right. It's just like, it's like calling a car like an automobile, like right. a Model T. It's so like, it was an old guy saying yeah, that. It's yeah. It's like a lingerie that's got like fur on it that's ridiculous. It's like what Peggy Bundy wore. Right. When they got robbed in the middle of the night and she would come down the stairs. Right. right. It's called Te a teddy. There are no teddies anymore. See, I like people right now, the big things are can we, do we say him or her or gender non conforming or I'm into teddy versus bra i like these are the kind of terms i'm fascinated do you do by. teddy do you do how do you sleep um i sleep in a full suit like an annie hall i i sleep i have a full blazer on when you're I sleep. ready ready you're ready you're ready at all times oh my god i have a um, you never know when you're gonna give a political speech okay so talk for a second because i have a present for you I okay hold on hey what's up guys yeah so, so uh, could you want me to interview the aunt or no just where do you go? <laughs> I'm literally oh, find me one. Yeah, just find me one, dog. Or just pull me out another dog from one of the rooms. I'm sure they're in there. Or a chicken. Um, I'm, hey, aunt, you forgot your lollipop. <laughs> and your echo-friendly water. Oh, here he is. So, what's it like not to know where your boys are? Here's the deal, what we're going to do. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. Oh, murder yeah, the we're just going to tell her that the aunt... <laughs> <laughs> disappeared. I can't find the ant. What happened? Did you kill the ant? I, I did not. So I I would never do such a thing. Okay, so you have the dubious honor of being someone I call a real friend. Yeah. Whether You're you smart. Like it or you not. got a good vocabulary. Huh. You do. Just now? Yeah, dubious. It's just like in conversation, that just oh. shows like, you know. Okay. I, I'm, you know, the I got bar is so. low over here with comedians it and podcasters. It is very low, yeah. I'll say things. I'll be like, I was kind of nefarious. People are like, okay, $2 word much. You're like, okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, people, 
in this space always say I'm smart. And I'm like, if that's what it took to make you think I'm smart, the bar is low. The yeah. bar is very low. Yeah, so, but it's low because a lot of our colleagues are like community college dropouts, drug addicts, and uh, yes, freaks. And just, I mean, the only big word they know at this point is fentanyl. Fentanyl, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so when I am friends with someone that I really love. I get gifts for them just if I see something that reminds me of them. And sometimes I try to save it for a holiday, but sometimes I can't. Now you make me feel bad, though, about not getting you a gift. And I come, I came to your place. I should have brought, like, scones or dog biscuits. No, that would have felt – no, I don't That's like the... that. I don't like the keeping score okay. in relationship. Like, I don't think that the gift-giving has to be congress. Pretty good word. <laughs> It, you know, I my thing is I never expect anything back. I don't like that that scorekeeping stuff. I okay. genuinely just makes me happy to buy things when okay. I think of people. So I got this for you at a vintage store called Starstruck Vintage when I was in Nashville doing um the the whatever T-Pack thing. This is so nice of you. It's now is this Yanni. a regifted thing? Oh wow, you did think about Yanni. Me. Wow, it's Yanni. The isn't that the the musician, s- the musician. Yeah. Yanni? Yeah, it made me so happy. It is. You don't the... have to wear it just because I was like, oh, he'll just wear it to bed. It's no, like a stupid sleep shirt. Yeah, this is great. So for me, I will sleep. I love a shirt from a thrift store. <laughs> I mean, that is like a ninety-five dollars shirt. Yes, this is a vintage. Oddly, that I thank think that, you very much. I, was I love well every city I go to. I always go to thrift stores in the area because yeah. I love getting just because one of my favorite things to do is get all of the Redskins shirts, the yeah. vintage Redskins shirts that no one else is going to buy now that it's over. But right, right. because I used to always go to Redskins games when I was a because kid. Because you're upset that they changed the name. And I'm just furious. Yeah. It's actually kind of heartbreaking because I know I made a whole pilot for Amazon. This was Lee Daniels, Lisa Kudrow about, uh, it didn't end up getting made for a litany of reasons, but it was about a college campus in Sacramento where uh, the team was called the Chiefs and it was about how they were going to change it over. Like how bad it was that that's what it was called, how racist it was, and the actual sort of granular uh, logistics of how you would change something over like that. Because it's a big deal. I mean, I knew Dan Schneider, like I know him a little bit, and when there was pressure being put on to change the name of the Redskins, it was like, yeah, this is such a no-brainer. Why is this even yeah. gone this far this is wild but there's just like so much much money in it yeah and merch gotta, yeah just yeah. sort of like why is this such a difficult decision yeah but um but anyway all why of- did they change it to something like that has something more to do with dc like the or, inciting I- trading congressmen or the <laughs> lobbyists this is actually something that is so um embarrassing which is like i think as comics we're not the people that should tell you how to vote or how to live your life but sometimes we th- are like I kind of got into comedy because the things that I said seriously made people laugh and I wasn't joking. Right. Like I pitch I sometimes you have to be really dumb to think of something really smart by accident. Yeah. And uh like I remember there's this um guy Chuck Sklar writer who ran um Everyone Hates Chris. Yeah. Remember that show? Yeah. Great show about Chris Rock as a kid and they had to stop doing the show even though it was a huge hit because the kid was growing up. And I dead serious. This was like right before I had started doing stand-up. I was like, oh, well, why don't you just make everything on the set really big? <laughs> <laughs> like a big mug, like big, you know, like just like a big chair, just so he still looks like a kid. And he started laughing. And I was like, that wasn't a joke. Like I was dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then with yeah. the Redskins thing, it's so expensive to change the name right. that uh, 
it was like, if you can even keep part of the word, it would be cheaper. Yeah. So I'm like, just call them the foreskins and you don't have to change the skins part. <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so he thought it was a joke and you were serious. I'm usually yeah. usually when people think I'm joking, I'm dead serious. Yeah. So those I, are good. That's a good. That's a very. That's a fortunate thing when you say something that stupid and some people do, you're, and you go, yeah, I was. And you're yeah. like, no, it was you a go, total ah, joke. Yeah, my yeah. God, you crazy. <laughs> like, but um, okay, back to this. Okay, what goes on here on the list? Oh. <laughs> it's close to the mouth. I mean, here, look, I told what you the, I didn't kill him. There he is. You're like, what goes here? Duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> uh, two fingers for a fish, fish hook. Uh, so above the lip? You're doing no, just a, like on the lip here. Lipstick. Lip liner. Lip liner. Okay. And then on top is lipstick. Lipstick goes on top of the lip liner? Did, you, did your mom hang with you much? or? No, my um, mother was, uh, yeah, des- like she would sign the cards, uh, dearest mother. Love, oh. dearest mother. Oh, no. Sincere, sincerely. She would go love, best love, yeah, mom. best mom. She was like that. Uh, with regards, Doctor Anna Mamalakis Pappas, and she was like a lawyer. She wasn't a real doctor, but she loved the doctor. What do you mean? Oh, she had a doctorate, had a doctorate in, in law. law. Yeah. What kind of law? She was a human rights lawyer. My mother. Fascinating. So we grew up like with uh, you know uh, like uh, UNICEF posters, and I on Halloween I had to go around and get the quarters and the cardboard little thing. So let me ask you a question. What? are the basic human rights every human should be entitled to? This is a serious question. I'm dead serious. I'm actually dead serious. I don't think I know the answer. <laughs> You're asking. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Right I fl- to party number one. I, I'm just curious. What are the basic human rights? Because it's like, shouldn't it be like water, clean air, and... To have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to have a podcast, number one. <laughs> to be able to have the ability to have a podcast. Yeah, I think you should. I think the inalienable rights is a good is a good um, start. Yeah. You know? Sure. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, freedom from oppression. You should be free to... But like define oppression. I know a lot of women that think they're oppressed when a guy hugs well, them too long. Well, my mother said the real challenge to international law is culture, which is, you, that's the thing. And you can't, that's the thing. That's what makes it tough. And then if you try to criticize someone's culture, they go, you're being ethnocentric. That's our culture. This is what we do. But some cultures, you know, because of their religion or whatever... Some would say that's a violation of uh, human rights. And, sure. You know, so that means, is that, that so not... Uh, like it, kids shouldn't work when they're like three. That, that's a, My mother was, uh, she, she uh, was head of this uh, ad hoc um, United Nations project called UNITAR, which was about the international rights of children. So she headed that up. So that was her area, was children. She was always concerned about children like she was uh there was so many times and this was like 80s new york when mm-hmm. it was like where like there'd be somebody hitting their kids in public and my mother would like turn into like a lion and she'd scream at them and it would be like this huge woman and i'd just be sitting there seven and being like oh my god i just wanted to disappear but that's, that's who fascinating she was. Yeah. i love that i'm like that i think with animals in public when yeah. people are abusing their animals in public i lose my mind yeah um and if you leave a hot dog in a car i've got a hammer in my car at all times like i'll the kid thing is tr- <laughs> the the kid. <laughs> well, it's like a you thing. It's one side. You're of, prepared. Yeah. It's yeah. not like the mini hammer the doctors used to 
Right. Hit your knee you just with. Have a hammer in your, it's a glass. Yeah. Cu- it's one side of it is glass cutter, and the other side is like a really sharp sort of hammer. So yeah. you can just like smash for the window. It's yeah. specifically for that. Like if someone's. Uh, it's specifically if, for entitled white women. You know, if somebody smash cameras. If somebebody's about to like kill you, uh, be like, why don't you grab the hammer? You'd be like, it's not for that. It's no, for no, the no, dogs. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, this for is windows. just to get the yeah. breeder dogs yeah. out of the Range Rovers. Yeah. Um, uh, they didn't leave a note. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible when they do that. It's tricky. The only time I've ever intervened because I find most of my girlfriends and guy friends that are having kids, the biggest uh, issue they have is when strangers give them parenting advice. There's a difference between what your mom is doing, obviously. Like I was with a girlfriend of mine and she had her baby out in public with us, which was, I don't know why. She like, I don't know, but she, we were outside, I don't know. And uh, this woman walked by and was like, you better put some sunscreen on that baby. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Jesus, like, if I have a kid, am I going to have to deal with notes from, like, strange? I'm not going to handle that well. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not. I could see that being like, yeah, that's a that would kid get contentious. But one time, because I'm curious, what is about, like, the universal thing and what's about a personal projection or getting triggered, whatever that word means, I got emotionally activated once when I saw... Because when I see parents... Emotionally public, activated is a great phrase. Is it? Yeah. Like if someone turns you on and you're like, I'm I emotionally a, activated. I'm emotionally activated yeah. and my brain is telling me I need to intervene. Yeah. I am motivated to solve a problem and get involved. Right. It's very rare because also like when you see women in public with their kids and they're at the grocery store and the, I'm like... Godspeed. Like right. I, oh, I want to like when I hear you see uh, babies crying in um, uh, airplanes now. I used yeah. to kind of be like, oh, here we go. Why do you have to fly with your baby? Like now, I'll send him a drink because right. I'm like, dude, I. So I, you're saying you have as much empathy for human babies as you do animals now? Kind of. Well, almost. It's more when it's something that. I guess I can relate to being frustrating. For example, I saw this woman um, in the grocery store with her like five year old kid, and she's obviously overwhelmed, as you know any mom I'm sure is. She's in a something that looks like she'd be working in like a suit or some shit, or maybe she was an actress on going on a callback for Law and Order. I don't know. It's L.A., so you mm-hmm. never know. Right. Um. And the kid, it was this little girl. She's probably like five. I'm not great with the ages of kids. Like I, I like I really, it's hard to. <laughs> It's really hard to tell. The kid could have been 14. How long has that thing been around? Yeah. I can't tell. Two, five. I'm glad that I don't know the exact age of what a kid is. You know, it's like, does it have adrenochrome or not? No, but I know. Like before I had kids, I wouldn't know either. Three, four. You can't tell. The kid was definitely young enough to be confused and didn't understand the mind game she was playing. So the kid would grab some sugary cereal Fruit Loops, put it in the grocery cart. And then the mom took it out of the grocery cart and put it back on the shelf mm-hmm. and then the kid took it again put it in the grocery cart mom puts it back and then the mom goes grab it again put it in the cart see what happens grab it again see what happens and i just was watching this and i was like watching this kid be so confused right i was like this is sarcasm right which i don't think this kid understands yet right and the kid was like i saw like her like reaching for it she couldn't tell if her mom was serious but obviously knew on some level that this was a trap or right. a trick or it didn't sound right. Right. And I just was like, excuse me, ma'am, I don't think your kid understands sarcasm. Wow, like, you jumped in. And I regret you it. You parented it. I fully, wow. K-A-R-Y-N. Yeah, did she go, mind your business, I bitch. I, oh, Whitney, can I get a picture? I didn't know it was you. <laughs> that would be a funny moment. 
if she's just like, oh, wait, that's Whitney Cummings. It is weird when people kind of abuse their kids in order to get a photo. Like, can I get a picture? And the kid is just like floating down the aisle in the, the cart. I'm like, but I, I felt so embarrassed and bad. But at the same time, I feel like she was so flustered and overwhelmed. But I know that moment left a mark. Because I remember as a kid, yeah. I had a really hard time with the cognitive dissonance of people going like, I'm fine. Right. No, I'm fine. So what happened? So then I just that? was like, I'm so sorry. That was none of my business. And it just was like awkward. So it just came out. It was just like, you didn't even think about it. It was just like a natural reaction. I just felt yeah. protective. It's like the way that I feel with animals, because animals are voiceless. They can't send emails. I just insert myself because it can't stand up for itself. And I think I'm just, you know, standing up for it. But right. like, this was a kid. I don't know. I don't, what the, who do So you say if an animal could, Write an email would be able to voice its grievance more effectively. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I know you're abusing something that's voice. Right. This, I was like, I don't know how parenting works. Like, right. I'm a comedian. Was I- this something from your childhood that was like a trigger point? I think maybe because yeah. growing up, there was a lot of um, indirect communication and there was a lot of uh, sort of communication sh- shrouded in vagueness. And uh, there was a lot of, can you pass salt? Thanks. No, I'm fine. No, 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 everything's good. This is great. Sure. No, 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 I don't care that you're late. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Where yeah. I was like, I feel like she's saying one thing and something, or we'd go to church and it would be like, don't cheat on your wife, don't lie. And then I would see that at home. And I'd be like, I can't, I think kids just kind of need black and white. What I love about the human condition, and I've learned this as I've gotten older, is that so much of what we do is not for the reason we think it is, yeah. which I find fascinating. Give me an example. It, yeah, it's always like some, you know, trigger point from childhood or some subconscious motivation that you don't quite understand were very fascinating. I was listening to you and Rogan talk about bears for an hour for easily the third time. (laughs) Every time you're on Rogan, you talk about- He likes bears. Bears. And then just when I think you're like, they've talked about black bears for 45 (laughs) minutes, then it's like, well, grizzly bears, man. Um, So then you start to- They're not as friendly as people think. Yeah, no, 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 no. And if you're going to fight a grizzly bear, and then I'm just like, I actually am enjoying listening to this. It is is fascinating, but the perfect amount of boring. Yeah. Because, (laughs) and not boring because like two of my very good friends, people I find fascinating, but it's sort of like, I kind of heard them talk about it before. It's okay. It was a boring part of the episode. No, I'm listening. I'm listening to it. I can listen to anything I want and I'm enjoying it. There's a comfort in just hearing my friends drone on. It's like being at the comedy store and guys being like, all right, who would win the fight between a wolf and uh, uh, saber-toothed tiger. And then they're just arguing. I don't know, man. Saber-toothed, they can circle. Like, how many wolves? Is the wolf in heat? Uh, Is the wolf neutered? How old is the wolf? Like, there's something soothing about just listening to men figure shit out. I think Rogan's podcast is one that if, like, a caveman got unfrozen and was able to be animated... It wouldn't shock him that much when you turned it on. I if he turned the other ones on, he'd be like, what's this? There's a gay guy yelling? What's a gay guy? What's this? Well, oh, my God, what's a camera? But if you turn on Rogan's, he would be like, bear, eat it. You get sick if you don't cook it at a certain time. He'd be like, yep. this is my wheelhouse. I enjoy, He's a caveman is what I'm saying. I enjoy listening to men think through dangerous scenarios. Because Is it hot to you to listen to someone talk about killing a bear? Well, Does it pull on some sort of primal female I, what what makes you emotionally activated whitney um is child a, abuse 
<laughs> in the cereal aisle. No, but I think there's a primordial, so- there's a soothing nature of listening to men try to figure out how to handle the wilderness. You know what I mean? It's like this dog, if you're going to fight a dog, you have to do this. This dog will do this. This yeah. has a wolf instinct. And if you're going to kill a bear, you do it this way. Like, this is what men should be thinking about yeah. at all times. How yes. am I going to protect myself? How am I going to fight predators? You know, I'm, I'm hunting, eating elk meat. It's men practicing, protecting, and surviving. Right. Which we don't have to do at all anymore. It's millionaires that have security guards (laughs) talking about scenarios they'll never be in. Right, right. You know? So, but... In my case, thousand error. It's like, shut up. It's like, like, um, you know, there's uh, some evidence that we actually sleep more deeply and go into delta sleep if we hear dogs breathing next to us. Sleeping with dogs can help you sleep more. Interesting. Because on a, on a... You know, it makes more sense that I'm all into that. You know I that you have that. protection, yeah. and you you know, and that would help you feel safe enough to sleep more deeply. But like, I'm not sure what primordial um, urge or need at women talking for three hours about like soothes. It w- maybe um, it would be about uh, breastfeeding or cooking, <laughs> cleaning. We're going all the way back, right? So I mean, if the guy's is, killing a bear, the wife is putting logs in the fire. Well, probably cooking, yeah, cutting sh- things up. Cutting things up. Strategizing. Honestly, strategizing. we've really, and I'm not saying this. Gossiping? Because I used gossiping. Gossiping. Which is, which is a form of bonding. Yes. And it is soothing to watch women gossip because that means they're more tethered to each other. And it means that when one of them have a baby, the other ones will be invested in the baby and the baby's life is. More uh, than soothing. I would say hypnotic. I've watched my wife watch Real Housewives and there's such a blank look in her little brain. Well, Real Housewives off. for us is men- <laughs> verbal MMA. Oh. We're watching fighting. We're studying right, fighting. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That, that could have been a bit. You may want to cut that and put that on stage. That's very funny. I mean, look, I think I'll be fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I think you got enough stuff. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Thank you, though. But yeah. It's, <laughs> That's a good one, though. Yeah. That every is real funny. Every now and then a woman has a good observation. I've only and seen it three times. Every now and then if I say something that's like kind of interesting, guys are like, well, you got to do that on stage. Yeah. I was, I'm like, well, I could also just be interesting in a conversation. Or funny. That was very funny. I know, yeah. I know. But was, I would have said that if you were he's a guy. blindsided. I think you're being inappropriately defensive. <laughs> oh, you guys, let's talk about garbage. No, I'm not talking about your ex. I'm talking about actual garbage. There is a place to put your trash that is actually going to be good for the earth. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, and by the way, not have ants all the time, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Whitney and use the promo code Whitney to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Whitney and use promo code Whitney at checkout. Food waste is gross. Lomi is your solution. With the holidays just around the corner, Lomi will make the perfect gift for someone on your shopping list. No joke, I am getting the people I love. Lomi, you it's it's this it's this cute little bubble like it's a, a bulbous little baby little egg kind of thing and you put your trash in it and then it turns it into nutrient rich dirt that you can then put out in your yard to nurture the next generation of your is it flora or fauna uh flora flora don't mansplain me manscape me 
Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products so you get your man, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. So Manscaped is a total game changer. You guys know this about me. I will not go down on a man unless he has manscaped himself, unless he has used all of the above products, the shampoo, conditioner. I love this body spray, by the way. I actually use this for myself. Oh, God, it it smells so good. It just smells like a clean man that, like, doesn't have a chain wallet. I just love it so much. It just smells like a man that doesn't own one V-neck. Smells like a man with good credit. I just cannot get enough. 20% 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash Whitney. Get your man a gift you'll both enjoy. The gift of Manscaped. His jingle balls will thank you. Your chin will also thank you. Because I would have said the same thing to a guy. I would have said, that's a good bit. Yeah, no. And I, it, well, I, I'll just steal it. I'll but that is it. what we're please. But that's yeah. a good luck. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I think there's that. and Because it's true. You're right. It's mm-hmm. kind of like. We're that's st- how women fight. And that's also why we love murder, because we're studying to protect ourselves. We have to study murderers. We have to study crime scenes. That's why we love Grey's Anatomy, because it's like look, getting research to make ourselves feel more safe and to prepare for the imminent threat. Yeah. So when you watch like Real Housewives, you're going like, nice jab. Here she comes. What? Oh, that. This one's good at kind that. Of, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. shit. She's down. She's False never, compliment. She, she's oh, never going to work hard. You're watching yeah. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. I mean, you're watching the alpha, you know, them all sort of uh, uh, position for that. I the love alpha. that war. I love the passive war that women wage. What's it like? Is everything double talk? Is everything sort of... Uh, Fake compliment, phoniness. The hardest part about it is you can't prove it. So if a guy punch, if Rogan punches you in the face, you can prove it. I right. bruised. He punched me in the face. There's the, his wedding ring scratched. It's here. When a woman injures you, it's hard. When you're re- verbally like that or emotionally in a way that's kind of um, insidious, like yeah. you're saying, this kind of silent, passive aggressive fighting. Yeah. When you try to recap it to someone else, you sound crazy. Right. And many times. <laughs> That's layered. I love it. And yeah, many it's times it's very hard for men to pick up on. So have you ever been on a double date with your wife and you in the she's talking to the um your friend's husband, the wife or whatever, you're talking to the husband and then she gets in the car and she's like, what the fuck was that? Right. Why did you make me sit there with that? She was being so fucking rude to me. She was being so, de- you're like, I thought you guys were having a great time. Absolutely. Like, yeah. how did you not see uh, how yeah. rude she was? Yeah. When she told me I look so much prettier without makeup, yeah. you didn't notice that? Yeah. Like, remember that? Like, so. It's like fighting happening on a frequency that I can't access. It's also. Right, we're on, I, right now, we're on like our sixth housekeeper. And oh. the last one got fired because, and I think this quote is pretty accurate, she thinks she's better than me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, when and how did this happen? And she goes, trust me. Trust she me. does. It's a tricky one. She goes, trust me. And I go, can you explain it? Can you give I'm me an example? I'm already on your, her side. I'm and on your wife's went, side. She went, no, I can't. Just trust me. It's that's it's the feeling I get. So does the housekeeper also help rear the I offspring? I don't pay attention to that at all. Okay. No, she does not help the offspring. No. Huh. There is a, I think, inside the home, the same way a man can throw his dick around, like of, if, okay, so let's say you're in your home. And uh, you have a gun in the house, okay? Just to protect your wife, whatever. Let's just say. And then Rogan comes over and picks up the gun. He's like, oh, this is a bullshit gun. Like, you're not even going to be able to protect your wife. And you're hardly going to be able to, you know, in front of your wife. 
There's something kind of emasculating about that, right? Right, Right. yes. I think when you're in the home and a housekeeper or something is like, oh no, you don't do it this way, you do it this way. Like the bacon grease, you can't pour it down, you have to hold the bacon grease out and let it harden and then throw it away. If someone did that in front of my man, it'd be over. But can't can we just overlook that? Like, what's why does that start a war and then we're on our sixth housekeeper? Well, I think it's because it, I I mean I your wife is I like your wife a lot. I I'm, I default she's the best yes yeah. and she chose you and you chose her so I'm already on her side. I think that when you're in your home, everything outside your home is so stressful. Yeah, I I respect someone that is like not in here. How many fire, housekeepers have you had? Where I have to like I have had the same housekeeper for 16 years. She is my family. Her name is Leslie. Right, I remember. We've been together for 16 years. She lives here a lot of the time. Like she's like my. I cleaned the house before she comes over. Well, my wife does that too, and that doesn't make sense either. But I do it just because I love her, right. and I. She's seen me go through so much, and I want her to know that I've learned from my mistakes and grown and matured. It's a. <laughs> this is a 16 year relationship, right. and I attribute a lot of my success to her because when I was in. Jesus Christ, like 70,000. I'm going to hold you to that. When you get your, a, a next Emmy or an Emmy, I want you to thank your housekeeper. Uh, uh, thank you say, for the Razzie. Yeah. I owe it to you, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, I, but this is like a weird little life hack that I've never talked about because it feels embarrassing and like white woman. There you go. Something new to talk about. Elitist. Yeah. She, um, oh yeah, just start telling secrets and yeah, the embarrassing that's stuff. Yeah, what you got to do. It's what happens. You got to burn it all down. You guys, I'm out of things to talk about. Never mind. Let's talk about my hemorrhoid. Like, just it's, burn it down. Um, I, uh, when I was living in a studio apartment right next to the comedy store, I was like $70,000 in debt. Um, no success on the horizon, really. But I, I had written a couple pilots and I like taught myself to write. I got a cleaning lady before I had before I had health insurance. Nothing. Because I knew, I was like, I know my OCD cannot handle things being dirty. I had cockroaches in this place. Like It just was like a whole thing. And I got a cleaning lady. She was my cleaning lady. I mean, literally 16 years ago when I had absolutely nothing. Wow. Yeah. Before I invested in headshots, health insurance, the HPV vaccine, I got a cleaning lady because I knew that's, I knew at a very young age, I need a wife. I know I need a wife. Right. Behind every great woman is another woman right. who's helping make sure that I don't have to deal with like cockroaches and laundry and shit. What is the madness about cleaning for the housekeeper though? I don't get that. Because my I, wife does that, she goes, "We got to straighten up the housekeeper's coming." I'm going like, "Isn't that what we're yes, paying her but to do?" I let makes me like her more because it's a little disrespectful to just be like, Bleh, "I'm going to make it as shitty as possible just because the housekeeper's coming." So it's sort of like showering before you see a hooker. It's just, it's sort of a nice okay, thing to do. Just because, first of all, I, I'm like, 90, <laughs> I just wanted to guyize it. Let me just, I'm yeah. like ninety percent sure hooker is not the going term. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I believe it's street whore. Oh, okay. I believe yeah. it's trollop. What is the PC word? Sex worker. All sex sex is, worker doesn't sound All as, sex is work. Yeah, sex worker, that's sometimes these more progressive terms don't sound more progressive. No, it's like, it's like the, un, the temporarily unhoused. Yes. Instead of homeless. I'm like, homeless people are like, this isn't temporary. Yes. We're, well, I'm homeless. Now it's a uh, incarcerated person instead of inmate and you're going like that's they sound synonymous to me i don't know this is getting crazy i just you know that's like a thing now yes there yeah. was one recently someone tried to term me i can't i'll remember what it was oh my god i'm almost there i'm almost there hold on oh i was um getting interviewed by this very pc person like the the queen of the this is what you say and this is how you say it and if you say it wrong you're trash type of person sort of the new uh super minority bully 
Yeah. The person that complains that they get bullied because they're this really unique minority, there, there's very few of, and then they use that power to bully the people that are actually on their side. And you'll never be good enough. Nothing you'll do will ever be good enough like that kind of person. The people that intentionally misunderstand what you're saying on purpose to justify being offended. Well, that's their, that's their raison d'etre. And that's the only um, – yeah, that's the only value they have is being offended and making you feel like shit. So – so we were talking about something and I was like, uh, we were deep into like program recovery talk of like codependent recovery, 12 step programs, like how to, you know, develop self-esteem, stuff like that. And I said, um, I said, uh, you know, I learned it took me a long time in recovery to realize that just because I have confidence, it doesn't mean I have self-esteem. So like comedians, I think we were talking about what's going on in comedy right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know. I get very confused because most people go like, you're a comic. That must have meant you were traumatized and abused and like you must be sad and depressed. And then they throw bottles at us and they punch us on stage because they say we're bullies that are causing violence and we're punching down. It's like, which is it? You right. guys, it's very like you know that we're all sad clowns that are suffering and something bad probably happened to us. And then you're now saying like, which it's very. And then I was like, you know, I think a lot of people think comedians you know, might be tougher than they are because we come off very confident because we do the scariest thing on the planet. Right. You know, the thing most people are afraid of. So maybe that's when they conflate confidence with self-esteem kind of thing. Right. And then I said something about, you know, I, I was like, oh, I learned that, you know, in order to build self-esteem, you have to engage in esteemable action. So you can't just sit around reading quotes from Oprah and Brene Brown that say, like, believe in yourself, love yourself. That's you have to not accomplish things. Yeah, you yeah. have to do selfless. Like, ask your old neighbor if you can take his trash out every day. Go oh. go to the grocery store for your elderly neighbor. Like, do something for someone else besides yourself. Oh, be of service. That's how you build self-esteem. I thought you built it by achieving things for yourself. No, no, by making money and fucking tens. That's yeah, yeah. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> I think that... Oh, is that what confidence comes from? Well, it depends. I think, right. it, like, for me, it, if you don't have the self-esteem and you achieve a lot of stuff, you might then just go, I got lucky, and then you have imposter syndrome, and you're like, I don't deserve anything I have, or... Uh, and then that's when you see a lot of successful people that are still radically insecure and yelling at people and being assholes. Those people, I think that means that they're genuine people. I think that they have real talents, yeah. That, yeah. I think the people who don't have that feeling ever are like sociopathic kind of Yeah, I think that if you narcissist. know you went all the way around the track and did it right, like, yeah. you, you know, people are always like, um, if I ever, I'm like, yeah, I'm insecure about this. They're like, do you have imposter syndrome? I'm like, no. Ever, there's this new trend where people just say they have imposter syndrome. I think they think it makes them seem smart. I have the opposite. I think I deserve more than I have. <laughs> I don't think I have enough. Based on how hard I worked, I'm like, I do not feel like an imposter. I've worked my fucking ass off. Yeah. I'm not going to do this fake humble. Like, I have imposter syndrome. Like, I don't feel like I deserve any of this. Like, uh, Did you ever feel it, like, uh, ever at all? You know, there were definitely times in the beginning where I felt like I got opportunities that I didn't deserve yet because no, I was- No, it's not even about what you got, but just, like, you, you felt about your about the craft. Like, not even, like, what you're getting, you know? You know, But, like, just, like, about the- craft or like it's a weird feeling you're good i've felt it where i'm going like am i a comedian like sometimes i've even been like am i a comedian i'm like that's a weird thought yeah i'm about to get on stage and i'm like what's Wild. that yeah it is shocking i mean i said this i was just at sacramento punchline this weekend working on new material like in smaller venues and i came off stage and every time i come off stage i realize i'm like i have no idea how i just did that it's yeah like, that's I sort of what i'm saying no yeah. idea how i, I mean yeah. the confluence of habit adrenaline, it's my thing, whatever. But I always look back and I'm like, whoa, that was fucking ballsy. Like, that was wild, you know? So I'm I'm still in awe of what we're able to do on stage. Um, but the only times I've ever felt 
weird about it is when I feel like I had like a cheap low hanging fruit thing or you know, a crowd of crowd work moment that just gets more than it deserves. Yeah. But that's our magic trick. I think everyone's kind of jumped a shark no. at this point. I think it's a very small group of people and they uh, were are amplified and we are exaggerating how many there are and it just feels bigger than it is. This is why I love touring is that you go to, you see how reasonable most people are. Most people have the same thought we do. They're like, everyone's lost their mind. People have gone off the deep end. You know, it's the inmates running the asylum, but I think like 99% of people are reasonable. Yeah, I think so. But everywhere you look, there seems to be a little jumping in the shark going on. I think like you turn on the TV or you get on the internet, you see like the vice president singing the wheels on the bus go, go round and round. And then you see AOC being like, listen, listen, listen. No, All right, listen. She's like at the Met Gala yeah. in a $70,000 gown. And then you turn on a commercial, uh, and then you see uh, DeSantis doing a Top Gov commercial where yeah, he's yeah. dressed like Tom Cruise. Yeah, and then Colbert's hosting Pickleball, and lecturing then, people on the vaccine, and then hosting a, yeah, it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's, it's gotten to be a lot. I think Donald though, Trump gives a speech, first thing he does is call Nancy Pelosi Pelosi, an animal. You're like, her fu- Her husband just fucking got hit with a hammer. Could you wait a couple of fucking days to call her an animal? You're the former president of the United States. Where is the little bit of decorum? I'm just talking not calling her an animal. The bar's pretty low, like Dude. smartness on a comedian. But I will say, a co- uh, nothing surprises me for a couple of reasons. So it's like the first thing they tell you to do when you go into the Al-Anon program or ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholics, is study alcoholism. And that is the only way that you're not going to take someone's addictive behaviors and addictions personally. Because we think like, we think everyone's drinking at us. We think everyone's overdosing at us or, or having a sex addiction at us. It has nothing to do with you. So for me, I feel really lucky because the way that I started in television is I just, I, I needed to know how the business works. Because I was like, I know I'm not going to be the prettiest. I know I'm not going to be the luckiest. I know I'm not, you know, I don't have any connections to the business. So many people that make it. I mean, Nicolas Cage is related to Francis Ford Coppola. Right, 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 right. Not that he's not brilliant. I'm just saying there's probably a, yeah. a lot of brilliant people out there with better hairlines that weren't going to get that opportunity. Right. So I was like, he's I. He's not Daniel Day-Lewis. I know that my chances of making it are so small. Right. I have to study the business and figure out what I need to do to make them have to hire me. Right. Like that's so I studied the business. I went on this website. It's called whorepresents.com. I learned every agent that represented every person. I studied all these people's careers. I was reading every morning I would walk up from the apartment I lived in right next to the comedy store and steal my neighbor's variety and walk around and read it and drop it back off. I did this every morning for eight months until the owner of the house finally came out and went, are you stealing my variety? And it was Malcolm McDowell. And it was the scariest moment of my life. And I said to him, I was like, can I please just read it every morning? I'm trying to learn about the business. You know, so I think once you learn the business, everything becomes way less surprising because the people like Trump study the business more than anyone. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what to say in order to get pickup. This guy studied Hitler. This guy studied Silvio Berlusconi. I did that um, Wondery podcast called Bunga Bunga about. Are you seeing a lot of yourself in Trump right now? That's what it sounds like. You're going like, look, it's just, I did a lot of he's things. my muse. Is that weird? <laughs> no, but he was the number one TV star in right. the world. Right. Before. I, he, right. The guy is a media, he's not a real estate genius. No. He's not a finance genius. He's not a business genius. He is a media genius. Yeah. He knows exactly what to do. I mean, he is the one that asked to be roasted. I roasted him on his roast. Yes. And I, after I went up, I said the most brutal things about him. I called his wife a whore. I said like, you know, Melania, you shouldn't have given her a diamond ring now she knows what heart is supposed to feel like i just slam and then 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He was the entire time, I started feeling bad. He would be like wincing. He was like, ooh. Like he looked like his feelings were hurt. But he liked the attention. Afterwards, I went off to kind of go, I'm sorry. I hope that wasn't too rough. And he went, that was great television. Yeah, Yeah, great. Yeah, he Great television. Yeah, he used to call and pretend to be his own publicist. There's like, there's clips of it. The irony is Hollywood made him and now they hate him, but he really is, he's a media creation, really. Well, the, I mean, CNN, none of these places could exist without him. I mean, they gave him a trillion dollars. He wouldn't exist if it wasn't for uh, The Apprentice. The Apprentice is what took him from being a sort of local New York kind of celebrity with Mm -hmm. maybe one cameo and He was in movies, yeah, remember? To like a national... Celebrity. In order to become the president now or to become a big political figure, I think it probably started with JFK, right? Having to be telegenic. Yeah. And then Reagan was an actor. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger was our governor. This, it, I mean. Once we went to the televised debate, it kind of changed. You yeah. know? Nixon so it's looked like, horrible. Kennedy looked he's good. He's just the Michael Jordan of getting people's eyeballs. It's not boring. He's well, also, not Here's boring. what it is. He also understands that adrenaline addiction is real. So it's like if you can give someone. For you, you're projecting. Because well, you're adrenaline. If junkie. you can give someone adrenaline, yeah. that will produce dopamine and then they're kind of bonded to you. You know, it's like when you can't stop watching. Like, so if I scare the shit out of you, mm-hmm. are you committed to me for life? For life. Really? I'm so your if bitch. I walk in and I like have a knife and I hold it to your throat and you're feeling adrenaline, you'll just go, I love you. I just mean it's more like when you watch men watching football, you yeah. guys are miserable. You're if miserable. If our team's losing or you're if we miserable. lose money in the game. You're miserable. But if you're winning some money, but on the then game. A, you know, but yes, but in the the the, the adrenaline drip of yeah. this masochistic. Like I used to date a Patriots fan. Jesus Christ! It oh, was like, boy. what? Do you want me to kick you in the balls every time we fuck too? Like this is a <laughs> this is an addiction. You're miserable. Uh, but I learning about the internal medicine cabinet of the adrenaline, uh, phenylalphalamine, and the serotonin becomes addictive. That's why right. addictive relationships, dramatic relationships where you fight, drama gets addictive. You're like you, I'm sure you've been in relationships when you were younger with women where you're like, this is a nightmare and I can't get out. Right, right. Yes. You become addicted to each other. And I think that that happens with Trump. People get so addicted to the rage. I call it big rage. Like, not big pharma, big rage. Like, that's why people go on Twitter, to go get their daily hit of rage. Right. It makes them feel self-righteous. I think I think more people are addicted to hating them that even like them at this point. Right. The thing is, you're right. What you're saying is right. It's 100% right. Seems stunned. No, not... You see, you keep going back to this thing that, like, I'm looking at a little girl with a little brain. It's not that. It's like you're saying something that is not typically said. You're basically hacking it and going like, this is all chemical. Yeah. This is chemical and you're using an allegory of a bad relationship that everyone's been in where you're kind of addicted to the toxicity of it because it gives you a chemical rush. And that's the people who love Trump. That is essentially their bond to him. I think think that's pretty profound. I think we're going to- Yes, I am surprised coming out of a little brain. (laughs) (laughs) all right so if y'all know anything about me you know that i'm real big on lubing up my entire body 
my face. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Every crevice you can imagine. So people always say that I have good skin. I, I don't know. Do people think I have good skin, Pat? Other people think I'm lying about my age. It's hard to tell. But it seems like the, the it's, people think I have good skin. They're obsessed with it. Obsessed with my skin, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, I constantly put oil on my face. And it's hard for me to find the oil that is perfect um, to do what I need it to do, which is basically lubing up your body. People think like, oh, oil makes your skin oily. No. What happens is when you put oil on your face, it makes it so that your oil glands stop having to produce so much oil so you don't break out as much. For a gift that will impress, check out Osei's bestseller mini collection. Right now, our listeners get 10% off your first order with promo code GOODFORYOU at OseiMalibu.com. You'll even get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at Osei, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, promo code GOODFORYOU. This is an incredible product. I have it by my bed at all times, and then I carry it with me when I'm on a plane. I love the The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. This product, I love what they do. I'm just completely obsessed. When we tour, we don't get paid to do stand-up. We get paid to fly. Right. We get paid to travel, right? right? So it's like for me... Wait, it, that one lost me. Really? I mean, you do speak fast, and I'm, 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 I'm really <laughs> impressed at how much I've been able to pay attention and follow this. But I am a little lost in that. We get paid to fly, not to stand-up. Well, it's like I'm saying, if you're going to uh, 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 Florida, whatever, Orlando Improv this weekend, I think of it as like I'm getting paid to fly, I'm getting paid to travel. Still don't follow. Going on stage, I would do that for free. Gotcha. Okay. So you're saying your love of the game would make you do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not getting paid to go on stage and make people laugh and do stand-up. I do right. that for free every night at the comedy store. You right. know what I mean? Or every, like, I mean, comics, no matter, that's, gotcha, that's gotcha, what I gotcha. love about okay. LA comedy is you can go to any sushi, bullshit sushi restaurant or bowling alley and you'll see, like, Chris Rock working on his Oscar set. You know, it's like... I still do comedy for free all the got time. It, got it. Okay. I feel like I get paid to fly Long. Southwest and make six connections and drive to rural Iowa and stay in the. That's the work part. That's what yeah. feels like work. Okay. Yeah, I'm not getting paid to be on stage and make people laugh. Okay. Gotcha. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Once you explain it, now I got it. Hearing it was a little jarring. Going yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think about we get that. paid to travel. Right. We're, right. That's the part that feels like work is yes. what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, you were shorthanding it. It was a little inside. Mm -hmm. I just opened it up for all mm -hmm. your fans. I just feel like more when men get married, they just, other women talking. It's like seven seconds. No, you got like I seven am, seconds. I am an unbelievable listener now because really my testosterone levels are down. And it's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful world to be like, oh my God, I heard that whole fucking sentence. Was it interesting or that? 
No. My but favorite thing I about get you. It all. I, my favorite thing about yeah. you, and I love a lot of things about you, is how you're one of the smartest people I know, but you don't pronounce your ends. I'm, I sound stupid. It's so yeah. funny, though. It's like this. <laughs> and sentence, I am stupid. Stop saying that. You're really that. not. You're one of the smartest people I know. There's a low bar. There's a very low bar. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm a snob. My bar is high. Is it? Mm hmm. So walk me through. Um, this, I, a couple things. I'm really big on asking advice of the smartest people I know. What do you think I should, do you think I should have a kid? Do you think I should get married? Yes, what do you think? Yes, yes, Both? I think so, yes. I think it- uh, How's parenthood coming? It's incredible. It's yeah. the best thing in the world. And I think there, there comes a point where like you've done everything, even from the most selfish perspective, most narcissistic perspective, which I also am, why I think I did it a little later. And also, yeah, we're kind of career driven and all that. It is, there comes a point where you've just done it. And you've done, like there's nothing else to do. You're just, it's redundant at that point. And then when you're- What, you have just a, life? Life, yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have another fucking fun conversation with your friend. Like yeah. you've done all the things a bunch of times, especially if you're smart, it feel, if you're smarter and need more stimulation. It's like you've done it. You've done everything. You've been to clubs, you partied, you fucked but all I the people. I think very few people have a kid when they're at that point. I think a lot of times they have it before they're like, okay, I've checked every box. I've lived my life the way I want to live it without a kid. Now I'll have a kid. I think most people do it like halfway through. And they're like, I didn't get to do this. And now I don't get to do my mud run. Well, and I now can't speak to that because I feel like I did it later. So I felt like I did it. Yeah, yeah so but don't you like, see a lot of people that yeah. are like overwhelmed and stressed and they still haven't accomplished their goals yet or whatever. And they see it more as a hindrance some or obstacle. People, some people, but I think ultimately it's the, the reward is so much more than than the uh, work of it. And it is hard, but the reward is, is it, you can't even describe it. It's mm -hmm. nature. Try. It, it's, it's the most fulfilling thing you will feel in your life. Mm -hmm. You will feel, and it's visceral. You, yeah. It's what nature wants us to do. No different from string beans or cockroaches. Sure. That's what we're here to do. You we're not here. string beans? String beans, they also reproduce, yeah. That's why there's so all, there's all the beans in there. Sure. You shit them out and then they make more. Everything just wants to propagate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. So we're animals, right? Um, and so we we have that same uh, need. And when you do it, there's a deeper level of fulfill fulfillment that comes and you, you know, we're not here to do the stuff we think we're doing. Those are personal kind of ego-driven dreams. Of course. And those are good. But then when you fulfill yourself on the deepest level, mm -hmm. It, it's a level of fulfillment and enjoyment that you can't, and you truly can't explain it. It can only be experienced. And it's as good, it's the only thing that you'll do mm -hmm. that will live up to the hype and more. You're just like, wow, yeah. Mm. You know when people say that, like, it's incredible. It's like, it just is. And that doesn't mean it's not hard, but what is good mm -hmm. and worthwhile, that's not hard, you yeah, know? Yeah, of so course. It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's an incredible, incredible thing. And it's humbling. Yeah. And uh, it gives you perspective. And also it opens you up to a, a whole bunch of new shit where you're mm -hmm. starting to see life through somebody else's eyes and you're you're able to right a lot of the wrongs that your parents did and keep evolution going. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the fear in having the kid, again, going back to a topic we had earlier, uh, where we don't, um, a lot of times we do things for reasons we don't understand. Yeah. I think a lot of times people who don't do it are doing it because they had some sort of bad experience in their childhood and they don't want to relive it and they're sort of seeing themselves through the kid's eyes and they're not you know detaching there's no dissonance between like this is going to be a new person mm -hmm. and that's over that's not going to happen i just i guess i'm i feel like the way that I, and maybe it's cuz i do so much animal behavioral 
like I grew up really only being able to understand animal behavior. I didn't understand human behavior for a lot of reasons. And then uh, now, like the most fulfilling thing I do besides, you know, stand up, of course, or whatever is like unbreaking horses. You know, it's like horses that have been broken, their spirit has been broken. And then you do it's called liberty training, a gala, and you help them get their pride back and their individuality back and basically make them free again. So they can, you know, that's really rewarding to me. Um, uh, where am I going with this? Um, I guess I... I love that you just start going and then figure out where you're going Oh, yeah, afterwards. I never quite yeah. know. I'm like those, you know, when um when you ask a guy who's cheating on you, like, where they were last night, like, where were you till three in the you morning? You just start going. They go, where was I? Yeah, where was I? Till three in the, like, buying time? Yeah. No, I actually did know where I was going. <laughs> but, like, I don't, I guess I just, um... I think you were in the middle of rationalizing. No, it's more, I... I believe that all the things that I am really proud of about myself are all of the very uh, admirable qualities, uh, venerable qualities that I have came from pretty intense adversity. And I get confused about like, do I inflict intentional adversity onto a child so that they're tougher? <laughs> like, I just worry, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna have it on their own, but I'm just like, do I neglect them and leave them at school on purpose? Do I get drunk sometimes? So well, that I think that right there, you're projecting, thinking that the kid's gonna be exactly like you. But if the kid is- Maybe a, the kid's If different. the kid is an entitled, like I see the way a lot of people I know parent these days and it is so hard to watch. But you won't do that. You'd I'm be like, a great mom. Look at how, you know, you're like successful, tough, smart, you know, shrewd, fucking funny, talented. That, that, but give it's like, that to with someone. The, like, for example, I know this is gonna get me in hot water, but it's like, I grew up poor. Like, whatever hand-me-downs were available is what you wore. You know, this whole thing of like, I'm just gonna accommodate every whim that my child had. I don't think I'm gonna be good at that, you know? I learned to solve my own problems very young. I learned to uh, um, be self-sufficient very young. I think you don't wanna have a kid. You're seeing, you know, for me, life is really a stop sign and an open road. And whenever you're talking about a specific thing, if you're seeing more of the stop sign and less of the open road, you can say whatever you want. You don't want to do it. If you're seeing more of the open road and less of the stop sign, you want to do it. And Sounds I'm the, like one, I, and I'm the one saying something and then figuring it out later. <laughs> you didn't get that? No. Did you get that? We get paid to run stop signs, yeah. not to do stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> the drivel. No, yes, I see what you, you get mean. what I'm saying. Yes, I totally get what you're saying. Yes. I guess for me, and maybe this is probably why I'll be such a good mom because I do overthink things a lot and it's I'm not this willy-nilly um, type of bitch, but I just see the way people are raising their children right now or maybe it's just the people around me and I'm just like, this kid so put her is going to be useless. Yeah, put her in ISIS. Give her some adversity. I just, I don't know. I, I guess it'll be fine. Send her to like a, you know, a child factory in Taiwan say, work your way out. Who's like a famous adopted Steve person? Jobs, and he was a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did a great thing, but I mean, he was a, he never what is talked a, to what his is, daughter. What is, but is that, is that, is he, there's- Small sacrifice. You need a made. sociopathic monster to invent the best thing that's ever been invented. He didn't have time. Sure. I mean, he could have called her on her birthday. This whole, he was busy inventing the thing that helps us call people on their birthday. He had a couple minutes. He couldn't. Yeah. Like, I just, this whole thing where we go after 
brilliant people for not being a good enough friend is so weird to me. <laughs> Who fucking cares, dude? Were people like, hey, Ben Franklin, I didn't get a thank you card. <laughs> like, why are we mad at Steve Jobs? This whole takedown. Of We're Steve, not he, his daughter is. He invented a thing that people would like fucking I, kill someone for. Yeah. This is the only reason that <laughs> I can get out of a jam. It's the only reason I can do anything to make money. I can take pictures of my tits and send them instantly. The guy's a genius. And we're like, but he ignored his daughter. She sounded like a bratty cunt to me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll tell you one person who never got an iPhone, and that's his daughter. She's got a Samsung, for sure. <laughs> She's not going to be looking down every time she wants to check Twitter and being reminded of her absentee It's just this whole thing is like father. the most genius inventor of our time, but he was kind of an absent father. It's like, Jesus Christ, we're going to make nine movies? Of course he was. Right, right, he was busy. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, Elon Musk, like, how come he, like, Jesus Christ, like, let them just keep inventing the things. The kids will be fine. They have a billion-dollar trust fund. If you can't figure out a good personality and how to forgive your dad if he's Steve Jobs, if he left you $100 billion, maybe it's you. I get right. why he didn't call you back. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I like you. You're always solution-oriented. You go, hey, look, this is the problem. How Spilled are we going to get past Spilled it? Spilled milk. How are we getting past I it? I do not like to be in the problem. I like to be in the solution. Yeah. I am not. I do not get off on complaining. I right. don't like complaining. Uh, I like just getting into the solution. That's a very healthy mentality, I believe. Like, it's happened. There's nothing we can change about that. Let's just solve it. What is the gift? Yeah, some people scenario, just love to wallow in the problem. Anyone that is over 40 that is still talking about blaming their parents for anything right. is a dud. Yeah, and if you're in your 40s and you're still complaining about January 6th, Get over it. <laughs> there was a... Get over it. We did Roast Battle at the Comedy Store recently. Uh, Jeff Ross, me, uh, and uh, Jesus Trejos were... Uh, uh, I'm, it's late at night and I probably mispronounced his name. Um, we're judging. There was a guy that was like in a plaid shirt and kind of like, you know, schlubby looking. And, um, and Jeff Ross said, you look like you stormed the Capitol January 8th. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that was such a good joke. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna have a child at some point, but I just I don't think I think that I'm or people are like, why are you taking so long and why are you waiting? I think it's I don't I'm not Who gonna over pathologize myself for making sure I'm ready. I think some people probably pulled the trigger too soon. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I just know that I was unsure, and then I did it, and then you, it's just great. And all the things you think are going to be problems are not problems. Like what? You know, oh, am I going to be able to still do my career? And oh, am I going to be good at it? I think it makes you better. I think as a creative totally. person. I mean, I remember totally. Donald Glover, you know, was, you know, as Childish Gambino. He was, by the way, doing stand-up. He was on Community. He was, like, rapping, had, like, a huge rapping career. and was great at it, obviously. And then... One day, uh, I was with someone who was like, sent me a link from Fallon, and he was singing Redbone on Fallon. It was like, I hadn't seen him in like a year and a half. He was shirtless, singing Redbone on Fallon. I thought it was Marvin Gaye. I was like, who? Un like, he was just hit this new gear of like genius talent. Like, like gave me, made my nipples hard. Like, like he's a friend of mine. Like, mm. hair standing up, the chills. And I was like, dude, what happened? And he was like, I had a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think just from a real practical standpoint as a comedian, like as you age, 
like your audience that was with you when they were younger, mm -hmm. they sort of grow up. They're like, we kind of need you to... They kind of need you to grow with Grow them. with us. Yeah, because they're like, if you're still talking about this stuff, you're connected to younger people. Yeah. And those people aren't going to be in you because they're into someone younger like you were right, right. talking about those things that they were talking about. So Okay, so I need to have a kid in order to keep my audience. Now, now, I, you're gonna now have one. I get it. Now, now you're gonna have I one understand and why you get this more is material. a good idea. Okay, I got it. It will be all for you. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. Now it works for you. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now I, you can clearly it, see how you could monetize okay, this now little Okay, now say no yeah. more, fam. Yes. Loud and clear. <laughs> yes. It is just... <laughs> yeah. Got it, got it. Hold we, on. Yes. Oh, I can put them in commercials. I got it. You totally. Get it no now. problem. Yes, yes. So it is good to keep... Your career goal. But I also think what we were talking about before, the studying neuroscience and, and um, you know, just reptilian brains and how we're designed to be raised. You know, I see so many of my girlfriends, and this goes back to your wife and the cleaning lady thing, because I wanted to tell this uh, uh, little antidote, which is a girlfriend of mine, brilliant actress, super busy, super successful, has a super successful husband too, had, uh, had a nanny. And she went home one night and the nanny was next to her and her baby kind of just instinctively went for the nanny. And she was like, done. It was like, done you know just sort of that guilt of i can't be with my kid all the time but what if my kid gets more attached to this other woman and just kind of the primordial mama bear shit that comes out i think that i because i was raised uh by my aunts as well as my mom like i lived in virginia with two of my aunts like i was raised in kind of an unconventional way and did you grow up in a cult i unfortunately not it's okay. just uh uh in, i was lived in virginia with my aunts like okay. in like middle school and high school you know, I was like the weirdo that like lived with my aunts. You yeah. know, that kid in school where you're like, huh? Yeah. And yeah. I you got a story, but you you keep it close to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've, I've, story. I've bored people to death with like childhood stuff yeah, but it is know. weird when yeah, you've lived with your you, aunt you, I could, yeah I can see what you, yeah whatever yeah, I, you're with, I, I see it coming yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give it back give it back let's get back Ooh, to what I'm running from yeah. we're going to Idaho I'm not going to think about it keep going <laughs> don't look back I don't want to notice it <laughs> Brody Athletic Greens promo yeah. code winning <laughs> We're all running from something, aren't we? But I really... The most motivated people are running. I don't... I, I was raised by two uh, horse women, basically, that didn't have kids. Both right. my aunts didn't have kids. They had animals, 15 dogs, horses. Like, I saw women that were happy without kids. Uh, and then I saw my mom, who was overwhelmed by my sister and I, who were a problem. Were, you know, stressful. Um, so maybe I just have to, like, rewire that. But... And the point is, I feel very secure with a child being raised by many women in a tribe. So become a Mormon. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. we're kind of designed to have aunts and sisters. Would you and be okay with a guy with a bunch of wives? And then like, you know, would you be one of them? It's weird because anyone that dates me, I have so many women. I do have a harem of bitches at all times in my house. Uh -huh. And like female comics, Leslie, my cleaning. Like you are kind of marrying into a bunch of a bunch. So of, you'll be raised by a bunch of loud female your, comics. Yeah. that it's a very fun way for a person to grow up. You'd be a fun mom. Yeah, but like I, I think that I'm not. I don't feel weird. And I, you know, some of the. Uh, most educational relationships I've been in is dating guys that have kids and an ex-wife uh -huh. and the ex-wife has a boyfriend and then the guy has me and the kid is being raised instead of by two great parents by four and being exposed to like, you know, 
all kinds yeah. of points of view. My therapist helped me understand. It's just like, just make the feel the kid feel enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And that just, that clicked for me. I was just like, I don't have to push it. I'm like, oh, I want her to succeed. It's just like, because like, just being, because I wasn't made to, f- to, be, to feel like I was enjoyable. That's why obviously I stand on a wood plank for enjoyable. free sometimes. Yeah, like enjoyable. Like I, my parents enjoyed me. Like I'm. You seemed I, like an obligation to an them. An obligation, a burden, an afterthought. Uh, you know. Oh, we got to take you care of this. Surprise? Are you the second? Surprise. Yeah, me too. I was the third. You know. So, yeah, that's a big thing. Huge. Like you don't have to do too much. You just mm-hmm. got to like make sure they don't die mm-hmm. and enjoy what they're doing. But you it's, have a sense of I know I'm already pushing it. Kids know when they're like the youngest and they were an accident because most women don't think they can get pregnant right after they have a kid. I was a surprise. I knew I was overwhelming. I knew I was pushing it. I knew I couldn't add any emotional distress. I knew that I had to be needless. So I learned to self-deprive. And I knew that I was overwhelming and not planned. Like I felt it. So I was like, I know I need to prove my worth, be valuable other ways, and be needless, wantless, and don't push it, basically. Right. And here you are. Kind of thing. And I need to like entertain people. And when people are stressed out, like I'm just going to be the court jester that like makes the drinks for mama and uh, does the jokes. You want everybody to get along. You want everything to be okay. You want you want to be liked. Yeah. You want to be noticed. You want to feel enjoyable because you weren't made to feel, you weren't made. To... You, may, you mean you, uh, like I felt a little bit like a burden. Right. I felt a little bit like a hassle. Right, right. I think that that's probably a common theme with a lot of comics. Yeah. And then by the time you're born, they've already had a kid or two and they know you're not going to die every time you cough so right. i guess she's fine right right maybe a little ignored oh for sure yeah there's a reason why we do it because i also had to learn my dad always said this and i and i didn't value it until later he always said it's your job to entertain yourself he wasn't saying it in a scolding way right is that i just remember he would always make himself laugh like he'd crack himself up and i'd be like dad what are you laughing at he'd be like it's your job to entertain yourself in life and right. he would like make himself laugh and so i always like that always stuck with me too because i was like oh it's my job to entertain myself Was deep connection hard for you with people um, define deep connection. I don't know. Like... You're my best friend. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> that would be but weird. But define yeah. deep connection because I, I have to be honest with you. I think that like doing stand up, this is probably going to sound fucked up to people, but it does feel like a very deep connection to me. Like when people come up to me in airports and they're like, I saw you at this show and then I came back and That's all fake. Yeah, but I when I'm with someone in the front row and we're vibing and it's like so deep connection is hard for you because here you are telling me as long as you yeah, pay an admission stri- fee, <laughs> yeah. I can connect you deeply just with told you. Me, someone who comes up to you at the airport. Because <laughs> here's what I'll say. This is what I'm gonna say. I don't think it's hard for me because you know when someone who I don't know comes up to me in the airport and is like something that I done, which is really just a version of me trying to hide the fact that I'm lonely and sad, and they say that they liked it because. It's it made them not think about their bills while they were fucking cooking and they listened to me in the background. It feels like a very profound, deep connection. Very two-way, you know, selfless. <laughs> that, and then if they not can- transaction. It's, it's so pure. I mean, that is the purest relationship I have ever heard. At gate D16. Yeah. Did you even catch the name of the person who stopped you in the airport or happened to buy a ticket in yeah. the front row in fucking Sacramento? His name is Under Armour Shorts Guy. That, that you and him are like, like this. Soul made. Peanut butter and jelly. I have to say, though, I have a weird thing. I have to be honest with you. People, I never have guys I date come see me do stand up. The pe- like, 
and this podcast, the people I date do not listen to this podcast. Like, if you've listened to this podcast since I started it, you know me better than any of my friends or family members. So you do have a hard time with Deep Connection. I don't know. Uh, you just described it three different ways. I, what is the deep connection I mean, mean? you're still saying, I don't know. You're going, look, my best friend is someone who comes up to me at the airport and says, can I get a picture? Also, the guys that I date, uh, they don't know me as well as the complete fucking strangers that watch this podcast. Do you have a problem with deep connection? I'm not sure. I don't know. Would this ant still be here if we weren't deeply that, connected? I killed the other one, so that's got to be a new guy. <laughs> I I truly like... See if he wants some candy. Come here. Um, yeah. The fact that I'm my candy is being rejected by an ant is really yeah. dark. I People tell me... Men have in the past told me I have intimacy issues. I refute that because I'm like just because I don't want to be intimate with you or just like because <laughs> on your terms or whatever you define intimacy as yeah. just because you're on Adderall and need all this eye contact or need me to like be around like I just <laughs> I do you I, scroll while you're getting fucked <laughs> I have I have um no I I guess I just to me sometimes when someone is emotionally needy and it feels like pressure to me and that's not connection always that's sometimes just forced um, me I believe the deepest emotional connection I can have with someone is someone that gets their own emotional needs met internally an animal well that's my horse and I <laughs> I do believe that words are obstacles to connection much much of the time right so if I can connect with someone like non-verbally and be in silence with someone, that's when I feel emotionally deeply connected to them. Right. Yeah. Can I ask one question before we go? Yeah. If someone is li like, I'm interviewing Anna Delvey. Do you know who she is? Fucking hats off to her. Anyone who can pull that off, hats off. She went to jail. Now she's on house arrest and I'm going to interview her on um, Tuesday in New York. And I was kind of like thinking about, is it a lie if you think it's true? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it if, is. But how do you if there's an objective reality and then there's a But if you don't know, you know, I have a, some people in like my family who it's like the path, pathological dishonesty. It's like I think you are lying to me, but I think you think I don't think you know you're lying. I think you think what you're saying is true. It's called gaslighting maybe, right? But is that but I feel like it's so uh, gaslighting is like I'm intentionally going like why why would you think that? I mean, the f well, you must be cheating. Well, then they're crazy if they if they're discon if they don't know that it's a lie and yeah. they truly believe that it's true. Then you're dealing with mental illness. Yeah, like so, you, like there's no gray. I don't think there's a gray area there. Yeah, I think you're either like. But there's no way to convince that person. No. Well, what's the point of being mad at a person no. who's? You can't tell someone who's mentally ill they're mentally ill. I mean, I, we couldn't walk over to Kanye and be like, "Hey, man, I think maybe you should open back up the." bottle of medicine yeah, 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 yeah. that you had that's a mood stabilizer and you can't he's like what are you talking about i'm jesus yeah um you know you, you can't yeah you can't like have an intervention and convince someone who's having a manic episode that they're having a manic episode i've been through that and it's wild like they're elizabeth just like, holmes just went to jail for 11 years but the idea of like do you think she actively knew every day she was lying or do you think she genuinely thought she was going to pull this off I'm just like the delusions of grandeur is a very real thing. Uh, for what I know about it, she was probably it was like an intentional kind of grift, right? Like, but I don't like know. Like I said to my, uh, I went into a meeting with a giant comedy manager when I was 23, and I said I'm going to be a successful stand-up comedian. At the time, it was a lie. Now it's true. <laughs> like I didn't know it was going to be true at the time. 
Like when we lie on our resume or when we fake it till we make it. It's like a lie until you it's true. I see what you're saying. Um, like if Anna Delvey had pulled it off, those wouldn't have been lies. So it's like but it's idea. not a lie because there's no proof to the contrary. Because you said future tense. Yeah, I will be. Yeah. So it actually yeah is as much true as it is false. If you had went in there and said I am a successful comedian, yes. then they would have went, "Are you? Mm-hmm. Well, where's my commission? No, you're not." But we're in this weird time where it's like. This fake it so you make it, manifest, I am getting this, I am going to do this. And it's like, it's a lie in 10 years. Well, you'll find out if it's the truth or a lie in like 10 years. Right. One of those. Right. Because I don't know how mad to be at her. Because I'm like, oh, if you had had- Who are we talking about? The Anna Delvey girl or if homegirl- Well, she intentionally was- Swindling. Yeah, she was intentionally- imitating somebody she wasn't. She was intentionally pretending to be something she wasn't. But how do you become someone you are if you don't lie on your resume a little bit? Unless you have a trust fund. How is anyone supposed to get rich in this country if you don't lie and say you're already rich? I can't. Because no one will give money to someone who isn't already rich. I can't dispute what you're saying. I, if you're, are you asking? Hey, do you got to be a little? Uh, you got to get your beak a little dirty in order to make a little scratch in this country? I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> That that's the truth. Yes. How else are you going to make it without a trust fund? Because no one will give a loan to someone that doesn't have a backup money. But then you can't get money if you don't lie and say yeah. you have it. I know very few naive, very good people who are fucking loaded. If that, I know very few people who are hundred percent fucking honest and beautiful. Isn't every business person have to like lie? I mean, I definitely lied bit. on my resume, but yeah. then it became true. Right. You know, I right. said I can do this way before I could. So when you have your kid, essentially, you will teach them like, hey. So now he's like, okay, so I changed my mind. You should not be a mother. Yeah, maybe I'm I was so wrong about sorry. That. Yeah. <laughs> No, you would actually teach him. Hey, listen, you gotta, you know, if you're gonna play, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna going out in the world. It's not, it's not all roses. You're yeah. gonna be playing with some people. That's a little muddy, and you got to learn how to be a little muddy. Yeah, and not lose yourself along the way. I have these big dreams, and the whole thing now is women are supposed. Every woman has to be a CEO now. No one's allowed to just be a florist anymore. Like you have to be like the biggest girl boss at 24. But how am I gonna do that if I don't lie a little bit? Lie a little bit. Right. So I, I I got in the wrong business for that. We have to tell the truth to make money. It's very annoying. But like in any other field, how could you possibly achieve anything if you don't lie a little bit? I think you're making an interesting point. I'm I'm not I can't I can't dispute that. The evidence supports what you're saying. It supports what you're saying. When see My this is the deepest base. emotional connection I can have. A man just going, You're right. <laughs> That was an emotional connection. I feel great about this. So just look for a guy who just walks around and goes, Whitney, you're right. <laughs> when you Wing. go when you go when you go, should we get another six rescue animals and build a giraffe bedroom? That is my love. Get a husband right who goes, That's a great idea. How about we get three giraffes? And you go, I love you. That's what you, who you're looking for. Yes. So I need Someone to marry just... Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is truly. Yeah. You just got to marry someone who just goes for it. I know. I kind of feel like I want like a cowboy type. It's tough. And when you're, it's a tough is thing it? because you go to, I, you tough? go to Idaho, you go to Iowa, you're, you're going to Missouri, you're going to uh-huh. Chicago. You're, yeah. It's tough. Why I mean, you you're, you got this beautiful house. You're probably here for like six hours a week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you got some fucking Ukrainian refugee watching the place. I really do. Yeah. I have like a- I mean, I could come live here and you wouldn't know. 
Correct. Yeah, I could be here. And There's I a just, couple comics yeah, that I think I, are. I'd get, I, no, just... <laughs> Every now and then I'll just like find a pair of checkered vans. I'm like, whose are these? I'm just looking for a sperm donor. And it's like the, you know what it is? It's like the, it's like the Whitney uterus games. Like you have to fight. TV it's show. It's like I'm Helen of Troy. Right. You have to fight. If you can find me, you deserve to be the sire of my offspring. Because I don't want no weak motherfucker who's going to DM me on Bumble. I don't want to interject here but what? it is it does sound like you're facilitating a stalker you're basically saying i People, if you work hard you enough what is to it find out these, where i live what is so wrong with a stalker how much do you hate yourself <laughs> that someone that wants to follow you around to shows you're like fuck this guy like if someone's stalking me it's dedication i'm like why how self-loathing are we also if you are not strong enough to fight off your own stalker you don't deserve to be famous isn't it weird if someone follows us to every show, we think they're <laughs> like, ugh, you like me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, their like is always like really strong in like yeah. a scary way, in like a Jehovah Witness Only type us, like. we are so self-hating that if someone likes us, we're like, ah, oh, crazy stalker. They must be mentally ill. Right, Who right. would want to watch me do comedy more than once? Like, right. that is such a weird... You're right. It shows dedication if someone can scale walls and kind of just show up and yeah, break I in think your house. Someone, someone breaks in your house. The, the female comedian that is a f progressive radical feminist. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, I just want to hear Whitney Cummings uh, yell about men again. I mean, that is a level of sick, dude. I'm like, I just need to take you in. You need a hug, right? If you like, this is on some like, oh god. You would be the one who would marry your stalker. That would also be a funny show. That like, you just end up marrying your stalker. I I'm so fascinated by the people that like and me a lot. everyone else is freaked out I, by how into you, you is, how, except you. You know how many of my own stalkers <laughs> that I have started stalking to right. the point to where LAFD is like, you, we're not telling you anything else. Because I'm just like, I'm fascinated by the kind of person who <laughs> would do this. Like me? You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess maybe I've just been so trained by comics and comment sections to think that I'm like annoying and shrill and unlovable that when someone is into me in any capacity, I'm like, what's wrong with you, homie? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fascinated by you. Like, you right. must really hate yourself. Right. Of all the people, you chose me. <laughs> yeah. Like, why me? It's just fascinating. You, yeah, yeah. I think that you would make them doubt their own stalking. They'd be like, maybe she's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm like, how fucked yeah. up is your, like, okay, you didn't Let get breastfed, obviously. Let me find out schedule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Whitney just made, yeah, she's I'm not yeah. afraid of people that like me right. or in any capacity. You find it flattering. You, you I mean, but They're it's motivated. Also, yeah, I mean, it's also like, also, who am I going to date? No one will, guys don't ask me out. Guys don't talk, guys... If someone, to me, if I see someone that is undeterred, that is tenacious, that is like, if what? here's the thing. If you're a younger guy and you see a girl on a podcast that you like and you're listening to her, you found out about her on Rogan, you're listening to her talk and you're like, I like her. We think alike. That's How is that less weird to then go to a show and ask her out? How is that less weird than seeing a girl across the bar that you just think is hot solely based on her tits and ass and face and go, hey, let's talk. And then you she gets in your car. How is a stalker that has followed you less is how is that a more dangerous situation than getting a, in a car with a complete stranger that you met at Senior Frogs? You know what? I know the argument you're making is wrong, but you're making a compelling argument. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> 
woman that is, knows nothing about me. What you're really getting at is the strangeness of the phenomenon that the and more somebody likes you, the scarier it is. And why is that? But then, yeah, but then someone that I don't know, I've just spent three months pretending I'm a different person. Whereas if you've heard my podcast, you know exactly who I am. I can't hide shit from you. Right. And I already know that you're into the person that I really am. So you're not going to be disappointed in three months when the jig is up. Right. It, there's nothing to hide. Right. And I also know you like me for me. <laughs> why do, I guys, like jumping why in your do life. men get to date their fans if they're comics, but if women do, it's weird? It's not weird at all. I'm, I just because I don't know. I'm in the because here's the, here's the situation right. I'm in. If if you're not a com- if you don't know me at all, you're not a comedy fan, and right. we're probably not going to get along. Right. If you are a comedy fan, got it. And don't know me that well, it probably just means you don't like me or don't think I'm funny. Got it. That's not going to work. Got it. Right? Okay, now I'm understanding what's going on. What is the, what's my option? I don't say, I'm not saying anything. Someone I'm just trying that, to understand what's going someone on. Someone that comes to a show, pays money to see a female comic talk, at the end of the show still thinks she's hot. Right. And is like, I'd like to take you for a drink. That's the only option I really have at this point. Sounds like you really like him. Am I wrong? <laughs> Being a f- aging female comic, it's not about who I like and who I don't. You just have to narrow down what's possible. <laughs> it's just like, what is possible at this point? Because Tons are possible. You're funny, you're talented, you're good looking. Yeah, but, yeah. but if someone has never heard of me, that means they're not a comedy fan, right? Right. Right? I'm not trying to be a narcissist. If someone's never heard of you, yeah, probably. They yeah. probably just aren't a comedy fan, they're not right. a podcast fan. We're probably right. already not going to get along. Right. Right? Right. Or you are a comedy fan and you don't know that much about me, that means you're not a fan. You right. like comedy, but not mine. Right. That's probably not going to go well. Right. Then what? Marry a horse. I would love to. <laughs> They got big dicks. I would love yeah. to. So, you know, like, what are my options otherwise? Right. No, I'm not critiquing. I'm not saying what, it's what bad. What am I supposed to do? I'm not saying it's a bad my thing. My only I... other option is marrying a comic. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Okay, I get it. What option do I have? Who am I going to date? I, I, who? Probably, I mean, yeah. Who? Who you like. But who, 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 who? Name one person I could date. Name one. One. Um. See, Thomas Howell. Who's that? He was an actor in Soul Man, and also... Um, I can't date actors. I can't date men that wear makeup. Okay. Um, <laughs> Give me someone. Like, uh, li- like literally, actually. Uh, real real pitch. You can be a guma. You want to be a guma? Who's that? You don't know what a guma is? No. The, uh, the girlfriend of a married guy who's Italian? No. Okay. No. I'm just... I'm, I'm going through a list Unless here. Unless the wife would... Yeah, no. No, no, no. I'll, you ever think about just... Uh, I don't do other... For cool wo- points, just going I, lesbo for a second? I don't do other woman shit in a way that's like, if a guy that's married flirts with me, I will like tell the... Like, I'm like a... I want to say a lot of guys, a lot of nice guys, you know, but you know... Great. The they're not going to want to date me or they're not going to have the, the balls or they're going to... I don't know. They're just not going to want to sign up for this. You're a lot of women. Calling me fat? No, no, no. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. A lot so. of person. I also have a lot it's of guys. It's not gender specific, I also have really. a lot of comedian guy friends. Yes. So you're the fucking problem. Uh, but a lot of guys, I think, <laughs> at midnight when Tim Dillon calls to complain about being kicked out of the Airbnb because he caused a hate crime in the comment section, I'm going to have to fucking answer. Right. You know? So a lot of my friends are, it's kind of hard to date a guy. And also, half the guys that talk to me, I swear to God, 
two months in, they're like, so Rogan, like, do we, or do you go? Like, I'm like, you just want Joe Ro- to right. hang out with Joe. I or, get that too. It's very like, yeah. Or you, then all of a sudden they want to start a podcast. All of a sudden they're a comedian and they're yeah. like, it's so it's like, I don't know. People I, really want to get to that guy. They're going like, I think I could be on the podcast. I'm like, what are you talking are about? Are you insane? Are you crazy? Yeah. You do not want this. Yeah. I was like, it's so, in. It's a bummer. And also that a few of them thought that that was going to happen just because they had like a like a, a dog affinity Or like guys that I date, TikTok. they'll I'm be like, like well, should, should I come out? I'd love to meet Rogan. I'm like, I told him about you. He already thinks you're a pussy. Right. Like he does not want to meet you. <laughs> I guarantee it's not happening. Right. I told him what you do. I told him what you're about. And he's <laughs> makes fun of you. It's like yeah. an inside joke with all our friends. I get what you're saying. You you're know, a comic. You're a female comic. You're, you're you know, you're... You know, you're you're independent. I get it. Yes. It's a lot. You're on the road. Also, Louis your J. lifestyle. Louis J. Gomez is talking about my pussy. Like right. you just, you have to be able to put up with that. You have that. to be able to put up with all stuff. I yeah. have like a lot of guys around me that it's a very, they're very close relationships, but it's like having a lot of brothers. Yes. But also, my best friends are the statistically the funniest people in the world. Right. So I'm, if you say something that's pretty funny, I'll be like, that's funny. Right. I probably won't laugh. Right. Even if I you're the, the funniest person to all your exes, you're probably not, you know. Right. I see the challenge. I see the and challenge. And I don't, I stopped fake laughing at men's jokes a long time ago. Right. right. Once I got syndicated, I didn't have to do it anymore. Right. So uh, just a crazy psychopath who doesn't need his stuff laughed at. Who's, who's also a big fan of history hyenas. Big fan of hyenas. Big fan of Giannis Papas. Stalkerish. But here's the other thing. I I I used to think it was weird when someone knew a lot about the comedy scene that I met because I was like, oh, you're like a fan of comedy, like. Ugh. But then I was like, no, I I want to. I I at least right now I enjoy talking to people that understand the the our ecosystem or the subculture of us because I don't have to explain it and I don't feel like an asshole being like, oh, well, you know, because you know. This guy, this guy, and they do this thing. So, like, then I feel weird. Right. Because I'm like, you're not a comedy fan. Right. Right. So, right. You're at the point where now it's it's comedy fan time. I'm just going to date my robot. Yeah, you could do that, too. Yeah, you could do that, too. Well, that And makes... also, people don't ask me out. Right. They really don't. Like, Greek billionaires that run, like, pages about, like, money motivation sometimes do. <laughs> You know those like you know those like businessmen yeah, yeah. who are like five tips on how to make yeah. money while you sleep. It's like it's like those type of guys I know that are type. like you yeah. know comment below and I'll give you a hundred grand. Yeah, there's three types of men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have like three million followers for no reason. Yes. Like they bought all their followers, yes. and you're like, I don't know what you are. You're yes. trying to be like the the money t- Tony Robbins yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Five ways. Delusional narcissist. Yeah. yeah. Five ways to make your crypto turn into millions. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. So you get a few of those guys. Yeah, or like you know, morning routine. Yeah. <laughs> this is my morning routine. It's like Jesus. Christ, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like for butter in my coffee. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you get I don't the... want to date a guy in ketosis. Right. I'm right. not, I'm not, I'm not. How gonna... long have you been s- technically single? 20 minutes <laughs> since the podcast started. No, right. it's not long. Right. Not long at all. All right. I need someone relentless too. 
Right. Because I'm not calling you stalker. back. Stalker. All the things you're saying point to stalker. If I don't Relentless, text back, into if I don't text back in six hours and you haven't followed up, I'm just like, eh. Right. I like a predator. I like a chase. I like an aggressive. <laughs> I mean, everything guy. you are saying I can only perfectly com- describes a criminal stalker. I can only come if it's a crime. <laughs> you need someone who's relentless. Yeah. Right. That's hot to me. Won't well, take no for an answer. Obsessively into you. Mm-hmm. Massive comedy I don't mean obsessively. Fan. I just right. mean there's this thing now, and I did it myself, like, you know, in my, you know, 20s and early 30s, where it's like, I'll meet you at the restaurant, and I'm going to pay half, and I'm gonna, and like, that all worked, and I'm glad I did it, and whatever works for you, Godspeed, but I just know myself, and I will accidentally emasculate a motherfucker, like, in my sleep, and I do not right. want to right. walk on eggshells because someone, but worrying that someone else is going to be emasculated. Right, because he's going, like, you want to go to In-N-Out Burger, and you're going, like, uh, no. I want someone who's pay. solving problems before they become problems. Right. Someone that is just like, I'm going to anticipate, I'm going to make your life easier, and that's what I get off on. Because right. that's how I am in relationships, too. Right. Yeah, I see. It's a challenge sometimes for uh, for women who are successful to Maybe, find. or maybe not. I don't know. I think it's a challenge. I don't know. I don't know. I think that, that it just doesn't occur to people to ask me out, or they don't think they can, or they think they have to be mean to me. Like, hey, you think you're so funny? Like, shit like that. And it's like, cool. Right. Guys try to be funny with me and it just ends up being mean or they think they have to like put me in my place in a way that's like too rough and they don't see the soft side of me that kind of just wants love. Right. I like a guy that'll just like choke me and then kiss me on the forehead. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever think about putting a list together and just sending it out? Like, Yeah, guys love that. Yeah. (laughs) Just going, these are the things that I need. Choke. Kissing the forehead, relentlessness. Man, you know what I also think? It might not be in a, someone here. Like, it could be an Italian yeah, guy. Yeah. You know, maybe. What if your guy's in China? A Saudi guy. Yeah. What if he's a Chinese guy? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or like a Russian guy. They're very into the, uh, you know, outback, like not the outback, you know, the wilderness. And what if you just go spend some time in like Argentina? Ar- from Chile? Yeah, maybe from Chile, like a minor. Someone that like doesn't even know what I do for a living? Not Has no clue. But then when finds just, out, thinks it's cool. No, just someone who has no idea who you are, but is just happy to get the green card. <laughs> I like a transactional relationship. Yeah. I don't mind that. I need yeah. some jo- I need a baby and some jokes. You need citizenship. Let's just let's do this. Let's make it let's make it happen. I like a business relationship. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know. But I do think younger guys are very into like the the impact of video games that a lot of people don't focus on is the fact that a lot of these guys that play a lot of video games, they are into that white knight shit. They want to be the hero. They're into the, the kink of the medieval traditional gender roles where it is your job to protect the damsel. And they want to come rescue the damsel in distress. And a lot of the shit, Call of Duty, all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm sure there's negative impacts of video games. Like, show me the data. Let's talk. But, like, you know, it's a lot of, like, I want to protect. And I'm going to kill the bad guy and protect the good guys. And then in real life, they want to keep doing that, you know? Like I was uh, hanging out with this guy that uh, we were in a hotel gym and Uh there were all these glass, it was all glass walls of Uh a hotel gym. And the other side was like a glass building, like a downtown. And we walked in the gym and he kind of like, like put his arms out in front of me and he was like, this room is a tactical nightmare is what he said. Right. And I was like, what? And he was like, well, someone could just shoot right through that into this. Like, there's no... This Did is... he, he learn that from Call of Duty or something? Well, yeah, he just was, yeah. he looks, he just thinks in terms of like, how do I protect her from this? And there was something so hot about that. Right. 
None of this sounds bad. None of this sounds bad. None of this sounds alarming. It, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the traditional things that people are looking for. A guy who knows where all the vulnerable points gamer. in a room. Yeah, someone who knows where the vulnerable points are in a room for attack. Well, it is tricky because I'm like... <laughs> Stop laughing your real laugh at. That was really funny. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like if someone tries hard enough, I usually get worn down. Uh, right. Relentlessness. Yeah. Seriously, I who can judge? Yeah. I can't judge. I I think I was just seeking clarification. Remember when men used to remember the movies when men would show up at a woman's work when she was halfway through a speech? Again, we're getting And he'd be like, "I'm sorry, I cheated." And she'd be like, you know, yeah, but that's okay, the movies. And he'd carry her out. Yeah, it's the movies, though. I want someone that's going to come in and be like, fuck this show. Yeah. You're with me. Right. You want someone who comes in this room right now and just sprays whoever's in it and finds all the tactical yeah, vulnerabilities. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want someone that is just... A trained assassin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've also never casually dated, so I'm trying to do that. I Ain't nothing 40 is like the perfect time to start just casually dating. 40 is the new 39. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> <laughs> 40's young, dude. 40's young. The arrogance that came with, the biological arrogance that came with me freezing my eggs. I'm just like, I got all the time in the world. Yeah. Well, women, it's unfair, right? Isn't it unfair the way nature has it set up? It's a little unfair. That's the thing. It's, it's that very people talk unfair. about biology is sexist. It really is. It just is. It, you know, you can talk about all the equity you want, but when it comes to that, that can't be changed. It's like, guys, we just have mountains and mountains and mountains of of surplus sperm for our whole lives. Forever, dude. And and Richard Gere got... has a three-year-old. He's 74. Yeah, that's just not Remember fair. when Colleen Eastwood had a kid at 77. Yeah, he's going like... to get to know his kid for like three days. But also, isn't the connection between <laughs> autism and old sperm? That seems to be the... I don't know. Main connection to autism. At I don't the know. There's a lot of autism out there or a lot of people claiming to be autistic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it does seem to be... Um, on pervasive. the rise, yeah, pervasive. I think that certainly in our field and our business, I'm not sure how ubiquitous is other places. I think it is kind of yeah, getting, on the rise. Yeah, it's well, is that, it on the rise or is it just being diagnosed more? I guess that's always the thing. Right. When they say like, uh, you know, cancer is on the rise. Well, did, we didn't have a way to diagnose it in the 1800s where people dying of cancer and we just didn't know that's what it was. Right, 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 right. It's hard to know. It's yeah. hard to know what came first, chicken or the egg, you know? Someone has to have figured that out. What comes first, the chicken yeah. or the egg? No one's, oh, no one's solved that yet. <laughs> this is the starting, the starting point. We've reached the starting. How point. have we not cracked? We've got that? all. We've come full circle. How have we not cracked that yet? Pun intended. Crack the egg. How do we? How have we not cracked? I know the egg what the pun way? was. Yeah, you okay, didn't have to spell it out. I just sometimes get concerned, you know. <laughs> um. All right. All right. I love you madly. I'm so glad you did this. Well, I love you dearly. Thank you for having me. I love you. Thank you for doing yeah. this so last minute. Yeah. You're I, one of my favorite guests to have on. And you're one of my favorite people. Ditto. Period. Yeah. You're totally one of my favorite people. Thank you. Um, next time, uh, we'll do a big Greek night again. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And I love um, your new podcast. Is like I love the clips that you're posting. Thank you. Yeah, Long Days with Giannis Papasin. Watch my special if you have it, Mom Love. It's yes. On uh, it's on YouTube. It's brilliant. It's free. Not emotionally. No. Don't ride elephants.
the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.